Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. I'm Eddie Pascal, and today is December 29th, 2020. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Morning Grind. Well, everyone, I think it's fair to say that we're still trying to figure out exactly what happened Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium. From the last-second play that broke the collective spirit of Raiders fans near and far, to zooming out and now beginning to look at the 2020 season in totality, just know this, everybody. I feel your pain. Slice it any way you want, and Saturday's 26-25 loss to the Miami Dolphins was an absolute soul crusher. But all the same, the 2020 Las Vegas Raiders still have a chance to finish the season on a positive note and improve on last year's record in the process. But it won't be an easy task against a Denver Broncos team that is likely better than their record suggests. Today in the morning grind, we do our final assessment on Saturday night's loss at Allegiant Stadium, take in Coach Gruden's injury update, and hear from the man in charge of the silver and black about how the offensive touches were allotted against the Dolphins. Let's get to it. When we look at Saturday night's loss, questions still abound. What happened on that final play? Why did the Raiders have such a hard time converting on third down? What is the root cause for the team's troubles in the red zone? But another question that we have seen a bunch, particularly on social media, is how come Henry Ruggs III was not more involved in the game plan? All told, Derek Carr threw the football 34 times against the Dolphins, and just two of those passes were intended for the dynamic rookie, while Ruggs failed to record a single catch for the second time in 2020. We've seen glimpses of just how explosive number 11 can be on the outside throughout the regular season, so the curiosity as to why he is not getting more looks is justified, and during his Monday press conference, Coach Gruden answered that very question. Well, Ruggs has been sick for 10 days. He just showed up Friday, number one, so you know we didn't even know if he was going to play, Vic, but um, that had something to do with it. Right now, just so we're all on the same page, we're targeting Waller. Doing a pretty good job of that. We're targeting Nelson Aguilar because uh, those are our top two guys, and we're targeting Josh Jacobs. And uh, Ruggs has got to practice, uh, stay with us longer, and he's got to do more with his targets. And when he does, he'll, he'll see the ball more. Look, it's hard to find any positives from Week 16. I totally get that. And I'm not asking for you to find any, quote, silver linings per se. But I do think it is important that we all acknowledge that, objectively speaking, for the first three or so quarters on Saturday night, the Raiders' defense actually looked a little bit better. All any of us will remember from Saturday night are those final 19 seconds, and that is entirely fair. But we must also look at the entirety of what we saw over that 60-minute stretch this weekend as well. And look, I get it. I get that the defense's improving line isn't going to get people hyped up right now. The Raiders had their playoff hopes dashed in a game that they should have won, and it's fair to be critical of the decisions that got us to this point. But that said, for all the grief the team's defense has received this year, let's at least acknowledge the improvement that we did see. Talented rookie Tua Tungavailoa was essentially a non-factor under the Vegas lights, completing just 17 passes for 94 yards before he was ultimately replaced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the Raiders' pass rush, which we have been begging to show signs of life, did so in a big way, recording three sacks, albeit in a losing effort. And with an uptick in energy and enthusiasm, as well as a renewed dedication to getting to the football, we have to give some kudos to interim defensive coordinator Rod Marinelli. 
Saturday night's clash with the Dolphins was the first time Marinelli entered a game with a full week of preparation under his belt. And overall, Coach Gruden seemed pretty pleased with the new version of the Raiders' defense, aside from that final play, of course. Yeah, I did. I, I think, you know, everybody did. There was a lot of great effort. We didn't have a lot of error. Guys were confident. They were sure of themselves. Um, it's not perfect. It wasn't perfect. I don't want to, you know, sound like I'm uh, critiquing Paul Gunther either. But we, we didn't do as much on defense. We played hard. Uh, the disappointing thing is we played well enough to win that football game. And it goes down to one lousy play. Um, and it's, it's, it's uh, still sticks in my, my gut the wrong way right now. Well, it's come to that portion of the program that has now become tradition. Let's see where the Raiders are at health-wise headed into the start of the practice week. Over the past few weeks, the real story for the Silver and Black has revolved around the seemingly ever-growing list of players unavailable to get to work. And while Coach Gruden was still unsure of exactly who would be able to go to work against the Broncos, there was some hope in his voice when talking about the health of his team, excluding the status of second-year defensive lineman Cleveland Furrow. Well, it's it's pretty obvious. You know, I think I speak for most coaches in the NFL. There's been a lot of units that have been hit by the virus, hit by injuries, and hit by inactivity, and it's a bad combination. But um, we like our young team. We like our young players. And uh, it did it did hurt us. In regards to your first question, I don't think Farrell will play this week. I'd be surprised if he does. Uh, we don't know really the status of our COVID uh, players, Worley, Eric Harris. Uh, we're hopeful that they'll come back. Jim O'Neill, our secondary coach, uh, we're hoping that he can come back. Tabor Johnson, another secondary coach, we're hoping he can come back. We think Nick Kwiatkowski might come back late in the week. You know, we're hopeful on Nick Morrow. Um, but we got to wait and see whether they pass their tests and uh, we handle the protocols properly. But I'll have to update you here later in the week. Oh, and just to put a bow on this storyline, Gruden confirmed that Derek Carr will indeed be the man under center Sunday afternoon in Denver. I thought he came out well. I thought he, he, he responded to a lot of different things. He threw the ball great, uh, threw the ball down the field accurately, um, and had a great scramble bomb to Aguilar to put us ahead. Then he brought us down the field again to win the game. So, no, Derek will start and finish the season just uh, like we had anticipated he would. And uh, whether Marcus has a role in this, we'll, we'll wait and see. The Silver and Black are back on the practice field later this morning as they officially begin their on-field preparation for their season finale against Drew Locke and the Broncos. I'm Eddie Pascal, and this was The Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Since starting Allegiant some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com.